Warning, the Chaotic Culture Podcast is a program for mature audiences. The language and content presented in this podcast is of a mature nature that some audiences may not find suitable. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Grab your loved ones and bring them closer Extra, extra, read the poster The KKP is taking over Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers I've been raising shops since the Motorola Off the O, like the cover Oprah Popping bottles, feet all in the sofa It's a celebration, though the times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge But it's a celebration, times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge We're living in a chaotic culture Living in a chaotic culture. We living in a chaotic culture. We living in a chaotic culture. Oh, we living in a chaotic culture. 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 Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, the pod where chaos rules and black culture is embraced and elevated. This podcast will deep dive into modern black culture and how millennials and Gen Z can navigate the crazy parts, finances, music, black business highlights, home ownership, college, sports, black nerddom, all that and everything in between. It is not safe. All of these will be covered. If you joined us for my little rant on Friday, uh, I thank you for tuning in. Um, I definitely had to get that out there because y'all, y'all kind of know my somewhat of my political aff- affiliation and how I just had to go in on uh, our our party here because obviously Virginia decided that they were going to be a red state again. A what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you you weren't paying attention. The the yeah. uh, the, uh, the, guber- the gubernatorial election uh, happened this past uh, Tuesday, and uh, yeah, Youngkin won. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I wish I was surprised, but I'm, I'm not. All right, it's time to go pack your shit, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pack your shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I could really just say how, how much more I, how I feel about it, because I really want to rant again. But that's not what we're here to do today. I'm not gonna <laughs> hold you. Just kind of like a brief synopsis. Like, what's the outcome now? Now that it's back into a red state okay so i'm not i'm, I'm not the too into governor's politics. uh attorney general the governor uh i believe the delegates correct me if i'm wrong are all republican candidates um i don't think there were any democratic wins on this this uh go around um at least not for virginia in in this go round, pretty much the governor is a republican the the lieutenant governor is republican the attorney general is republican and the house of delegates is a republican um in republican control excuse me the only thing that is still in uh democratic control is the state senate mm-hmm. which at best that just means you know maybe gridlock that's really the best that uh, we can hope for at this point is just so what is the guidelines as far as the state like what do they got in place do y'all know um 
Hang on real quick. My mic just kind of fell apart on me. Just give me one second. I can answer that question. Law, can you, uh, I guess, provide sort of a synopsis for that? Um, Really, it's just because Youngkin really didn't have um, a quote-unquote plan. He really doesn't. Or like mm-hmm. an agenda for becoming governor. It was kind of just like um, essentially whatever they Pretty come up with. Yeah. So whatever you know comes about to be within like their meetings it will probably go forward without any uh, type of real plan yeah. or yeah. like uh, typical. You know what I'm saying? Like they won't. They don't won't have an argument to dismiss you know, it. Essentially, you know, that's yeah. typical Republican parties. So. Um. The, the best thing that can really happen um, at this juncture is that you get gridlock in the state Senate. Like, if the House of Delegates wants to pass something because, you know, Yunkin wants it passed, it'll get passed in maybe the House of Delegates, but if it has to go up to the state Senate, the state Senate will probably pretty much just have to fight it and or let it die. Um, but then that could give grounds for the Republicans to say, oh, we can't get our agenda done and such and such, and... You know, the, the Democratic, uh, the Senate is going to obstruct and things like that. The the thing about the uh, Virginia, though, is that every two years and um, every four or six years, I believe, in the Senate, like, they'll have another election. So two years from now, there'll be another election for House of Delegates. So the Democrats can get another chance to kind of flip it back to to them. Um, we'll see. The it, it was a bloodbath for the uh, <laughs> for the Democrats, at least in Virginia. Uh, in, in my episode, I did say that there was some silver lining across the nation, like New Jersey, even though people were expecting, I don't know, they didn't expect the governor's race to go that close. Um, in my opinion, I'm like, yo, that's actually good because for the first time in 44 years, they re-elected a Democratic governor. Mm-hmm. So people, instead of the whole doom and gloom situation, just you have to look at it with a grain of salt, like, hey, this is this is what... It is. They actually eked out a win here, so that should mean something. But y'all know how pundits are. Y'all know how political pundits are on these news stations. They'll try to spin it as if the Democrats have to do something, you know, drastic and whatnot, which they might have to, but at the same time, the Democrats just passed the uh, the infrastructure bill for, um, for Biden, so that'll be a win for them. We'll see. We'll see how things come up within the next year for uh, for this nation anyway um so yeah uh let's go ahead and introduce everybody here um as always live from the seven five i'm the host and creator of the chaotic culture podcast your boy kid the pro aka the calculating millennial aka the cutlass aka panda's favorite toxic adjacent king aka new cyber denizen of the shadow realm the a43 is me but va is where i stay always chaotic never toxic on most days uh, as always, I got the crew with me today, starting with my boy, Law. What's going on, party people? It's Law, aka Mr. Run It Up. Run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Get into that crypto space, uh, start doing your research, because uh, it's actually been some major moves. Um, my investments are coming around, and I'm going to continue to add to those investments so that <laughs> when uh, things really boom, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to be up some. So, yeah, definitely uh, tap in and continue to, you know, do your research. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, and, of course, uh, the first lady of this pod here, Miss Nasa. 
Y'all already know what is good. It's your girl Nasa, aka Tony Noir, the female Picasso. Good, good vibes, good vibes only. And y'all already know. Welcome to the station. Um, how y'all doing? How's everybody doing? Uh, doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm actually doing good this week. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, it's sad. The uh, season of affluent has been kicking my ass. So like, you know, I've been trying to, you know, stay positive, stay motivated, but like. It was a little bit of a rough week. Wait, you, you speak on that little wave of sadness. Just <laughs> kind of you know what I'm saying? It, like the, it, between the weather and, you know, <laughs> like the... I mean, yeah, we just got an hour, but, like, the weather, uh, that extra hour of darkness now, you know, getting dark yep. at 6 o'clock, ah, I was just like, yeah, I'm not really jogging this, but, you know, I made lemons. I mean, made lemonade with the lemons, so. What about you, Kit? Um... No, this week was actually all right, man. Um, I got a chance to uh, get back into the swing of things with my job. I think, uh, and I honestly think it is because of my grandfather passing that I was not able to focus between August and October, but I I got back into focus, and uh, I'm doing really well. Just have to determine on, you know, if it's still a good option for me to be in the department that I'm in. But, Mm. you know, other than that, you know, things came out good, and I cannot complain one bit. This week has actually been pretty, pretty good. Like, everything seemed to be going pretty well. I I have no complaints. I can dig it. I can dig it. Nasa, what's going on? Um, I think this week has been kind of like a – it's been heavy for me. Um – uh, it's been a little. It's been somewhat of a heavy week for me. Um, getting into, um, still getting into the swing of things with therapy, um, and I had my last therapy session on Saturday. Okay. So we're now starting to get into like the real. The nitty gritty. The real, we're, st- we're about to start getting into the nitty gritty, and so, um, my last session it was just more so kind of like a lot to think about. And so, um, okay. Again, it's just been a, it's been heavy, but I know that it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that it's for a purpose. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm here. Cool. I'm not, I'm, that's beautiful. I'm glad you, you know, you, you don't going on a journey. Just remember, I'm going it, on a journey. It, 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 <laughs> I am going on a journey. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Okay, but once right it now, gets better, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> Right now, it's it's, it's 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 putting a toll on my mental, but it's okay. Like I know that, like in due time, it's gonna get better. Right now, it's just like we're, we're, we're I know right now, it's just like we're gonna re- be revealing. There's gonna be a lot more revealing mm-hmm. right now than there is going to be healing, um, because I do feel like you gotta reveal stuff before you're able to tackle it on. That's real. So, um, that's I definitely feel like this is. Right now, that's the mode that I'm in. So, I do want to give this encouragement to anybody who's listening. Like, any, like, if you guys are really serious about therapy, please do. I know it's, it's, it's a, it can be a little scary thought. It can be an overwhelming thought, but it's a necessary. Um, and just as just me being in a vulnerable, it, just being in a vulnerable space, it is very necessary. I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I in feel a, that. I am in a very uncomfortable place, but I know that where I'm headed is going to be so beautiful. So please, like, if you're really serious about getting yourself together, getting your own mental healing so that you're not carrying on any baggage or carrying on any traumas, please go seek therapy. So Word. Word. Um, 
for those of y'all who are in the background, I'm sorry, my dryer was going in. I'm just trying to make sure that my mic is uh, working properly. So, yeah, there's that. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, everything seems to be going good. Again, I'm, you know, seasonal, seasonal depression is real, especially with, as Law had mentioned, you know, with daylight savings time now ending. It's like, okay, well, now it's getting darker much, much sooner. Um, and, you know, things get out of nowhere. The air is colder. It's, 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 it's difficult to adjust. Um, and then on top of that, you have to deal with every aspect of life coming at you in one way or, or one direction or another. You just have to make sure that you're getting the proper healing that you're needing, seeking the, the best counsel and the guidance that you can find. And, and you know, try to stay positive, uh, you know, throughout this entire season. Uh, we are getting close to Thanksgiving and Christmas, so uh, for those who don't know, Christmas is my favorite holiday, so I'm just waiting on that. Though I am one of those people who will not play Christmas songs until after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I like my holidays one at a time. I don't like to blend, so there's that. Uh, for those of y'all who uh, play your Christmas music immediately after Halloween, um, yeah, y'all are psychopaths. I guarantee you they uh, mix their candy and, and they macaroni and cheese. Uh, yeah. mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't doubt it. Or they put uh, jelly in their grits. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> don't remind me about that. Uh, oh my god! I don't know about jelly, I can do sugar, but I don't. Y'all seven seven, so yeah. I seven. Seven. I can deal with. I can deal. I can deal with sugar. Yes, I I'll can't deal with salt. I, I'll take uh, sugar and grits, but jelly and grits. Jelly and grits. No, yeah, that's that's. I no. can't do that. That's no. No, it's if I ever met a person dog. who did that, at that point, I'm just I'm I'm to the point where I'm like I don't want to have anything to do with you because I don't know what you what else would you be doing in the kitchen like you, what else can you do then like I seen a video they made macaroni and cheese they just boiled the, no they didn't boil the noodles they just put dry noodles in the bottom of the pan put the block of cheese in the middle I saw that put the milk on top uh huh uh what was it what else they did I think they put like sour cream or some shit in there then they put it in the oven. Stirred it and put raisins in the shit. At that point, I think I don't they're just get doing it. The What's up with y'all and raisins? I, like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what that was. I like, that was it. atrocious. Raisins don't go in potato salad. No, they sure don't. Okay, raisins don't go really much in anything. They like, don't. They, go I, it's like a side snack. Like, yeah. <laughs> you choose. <sighs> Whoever invented raisins, we're gonna have to talk because. Uh, they dried a grape and figured, hey, this might be a tasty uh, This might treat. be tasty. Like, I remember, you know, you remember when you were younger, you probably got like the little raisins in your lunchbox. Mm -hmm. It was at one point I used to fuck with raisins. I, I ain't, ain't going to hold you. There was one little sliver of point of a moment. That I actually fucked with raisins. And yeah. now it's just Why? like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't deal, man. Like, I, I'll eat grapes all day, every day, but just raisins, nah, I just, I just can't. I can't. And that's really crazy because my mom used to really, like, make that a snack for me when I was, like, make that a yeah, snack. when I was six or seven. Um, And then I used to, like, really uh, get into her, like, her raisin brand and whatnot when I was a kid. Oh. I love me some raisin bran, but I was not messing with the raisins. Like at a certain point, I was like, I like the raisin bran. Like yeah. I, I like the raisins, but there was too many raisins. Y'all remember brain. the yogurt covered raisins? Yeah, mm. them Johns used to slap. Okay, them yogurt covered raisins, like them chocolate covered raisins, I could do those. I could do the chocolate. Okay, chocolate covered raisins, raisins I, I can dig it. But I like, they do those. But everything else. Matter of fact, I think you know, one of these days, that's gonna be my gift to somebody. Like. Somebody pissed me off. 
like Happy birthday. Like they go open up, it's gonna be a box of raisins. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's a that's a good gift to give somebody you don't like. It's just exactly. like oh, hey, hey. Merry Christmas. Here go a whole box of raisins. Do or, with that what you will. Or give the gift of avocados. An avocado. Mm. <laughs> Somebody might actually like avocados, man. Like, I know if someone gave me an avocado, though, I'd probably be pissed. Like, bro, my stomach can't stand avocados. I don't know oh, what it is. Oh, man, just, you're missing out. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't stomach avocados, bro. I, I can't stomach uh, Can't stomach that. I can't stomach guac. Like, anything avocado-based, it just... I don't know if it's an allergy or what have you. Avocado and guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's that, that's the, that, that stuff guacamole. right there. Me and avocados do not get along. I don't know what it is, but... My mom could tell you the, the I used to eat it like regularly And then one day I just Was at a, a Hispanic restaurant And story time for, for those listening up We were at a Hispanic restaurant Um, I had stuff I had a plate with guacamole in it And next thing I know I'm in the bathroom just It's, it's yeah, yeah just Just <laughs> early And then the next time I had uh, You know I can't eat sushi Because I'm allergic to seafood But I had like the The vegetable rolls At the little uh, Japanese restaurants mm-hmm. Um, and the vegetable rolls had avocado in it. I didn't think anything of it until I ate it, and then I threw up again. I'm like, okay, so me and avocados don't give a, get along, apparently. So since then, I just have not touched it, and it just won't. So Speaking of sushi, there's, you know, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm a fan of sushi now. Mm-hmm. But before, it was not it. It was not it for me. Oh, word? It was not it for me. Well, Side note, do never, do not ever... If you ever see somebody carrying sushi in a store, don't ever grab it. <laughs> don't don't ever grab it because that shit was mad nasty. Like I just grabbed it and shoved it in my mouth and like, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> not I, just in hand like in hand, one like, singular piece of. No, not a single. It was like a little tray. Like they were doing little. Like the ones at Kroger. Yeah, like Sam's Club. But like. At, that sushi actually slopped. <laughs> if, if I can't goddamn get the the sushi king. If I. Listen. <laughs> yeah, su- look, sushi king not- be taxing. Okay, they be taxing, but so, it's not. The thing about sushi king is that I hear the sushi is actually like pretty decent. It's just everything else because I have to eat everything else. It's kind of like hit or miss. Yeah, uh, it really does depend. Like if you're gonna get like the hibachi and stuff, it'd be better to go for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then like if you're gonna get like and like their sushi for lunch, don't really be all that. But mm-hmm. like their the main hitters that I guess be cooking and like rolling sushi, be there for dinner. But even still, like I said, like the hibachi don't be all that at dinner time. Noted, noted. Okay, so um, with that, of course, guys. Um, before we get into the main discussion of the day, um, it, it would uh, for us we we just got to make sure that we at least mention this um, before we actually deep dive for now to those who were not paying attention which I'm pretty sure you were because it's all over the news mm-hmm. um, World um, started on Friday now for those who don't know who World is World Fest is a festival that was held in Houston, Texas and is um, headlined and hosted by Travis Scott um, and unfortunately this year's World was something about it I don't know but it just it it wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't well put together but that's kind of what it boils down to Uh, during this festival uh, a total of 
eight people, I believe, had died. And a host of injuries from others. Yeah, uh, just way too, way too much stuff was happening. And some of us saw the videos in the beginning where the, the crowd the was, yeah, was just bum-rushing the gate. And it's like, yo, is, is it that serious? Is it really that serious? Y'all are putting people's lives in danger, man. Trampling over people just to get to a gate. Um, and, I mean, but that's... But you got to think about it, like... In certain situations, especially with these concerts, people don't care. Like apparently not. People like if it's if it's not like I'm trying to get to the artist. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to get to the artist. Like I told y'all, it's the this whole rush to get back to normalcy. Like mm-hmm. and like it really, I feel like it really did stem. And I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Like, but like it stems from just the fact that people are eager to have what we once had. Yeah, exactly. um it's just like the uh rush. what's the the summer festival that goes on um, which were you talking about like rolling water? loud or it was either rolling loud or something or in the water. well no something in the water that usually happened like in spring for us but that didn't happen this year because that didn't happen, yeah, and, and it's probably not gonna happen next year because uh for pharrell and va beach got a uh beef, got beef. Got beef right now <laughs> Yeah, so, beef, so that's all. But um, I I say all that to say like uh, the, one of them summer festivals had um, the same thing. They just had large amounts, large crowds, and people passing out. Like mm-hmm. you got to start. I really do feel like when it comes down to these festivals, they need to do some type of check. Like at now, least have like water stations. You know, at least what I'm have exactly have water stations. Have do a check as far as you know what kind of drugs is being you know looked in and i'll like don't get me wrong like everybody's gonna you know you know do what they need to do to, you know have a good time but then when it it comes to a point where you're when you're dealing with somebody's safety when dealing with everybody's safety mm-hmm. it's fine to have fun it's fine to have a good time but when you are doing this rambunctious type of shit that ends the lives of eight people right? and they don't realize like they really have changed what it meant to mosh like meant yes. to mosh like to mosh, meant, you, mosh doesn't mean that you, you <laughs> like mosh even still nowadays like yeah like they turned it into that but like it used to legit be about just having fun dancing yep. and right. it transitioned into people now gotta fight people gotta rage and and try to harm others like mm-hmm. no i mean just part of it i mean how yes. Everybody depending can on get anybody. Nobody can get on the stage. Let's if we can be really clear. Mm-hmm. You cannot get on the stage because the artist has to perform. So what the fuck are you bum rushing it for? Exactly. Like, <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah. The the whole situation is just in bad, bad all around. I really do um, feel for um, Travis. I really do because I know that like this wasn't his intentions. And before people start trying to blame him as the artist like you should have made sure i'm pretty sure he made sure that there was a a number of a certain number of tickets that had that could be sold Mm -hmm. for a safe event and so you do got to look at like the other prospects it's like okay how many other tickets were um resold resold Mm -hmm. i just i don't want to fault him but at the same time when you see that there's an ambulance, you know, I don't know if y'all peeped the, um, the video yep. of the ambulance trying to get, get out of the, the venue. And it was essentially like 
people again raging on top of the ambulance like mm-hmm. that's irresponsible and if you as the artist see that advocate to your fans to move you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's not that's not something that should be hard to comprehend or understand yeah man um and not to come on Travis and whatnot, because I, I do understand as the host of the event, there is going to be some culpability for him. Um, but that being said, you, we all have to remember that this was in Texas mm-hmm. and we know how Texas is, uh, you know, especially in the middle of a pandemic and what their thoughts and views are. Um, on top of that, I think with the, you know, with him and the city of Houston, there there I think there could have been a better plan in place for this event as well as you know more staffing as far as security and more staffing as far as nursing nurses in the event of an emergency um and that's one thing that i will credit something in the water for when it was here um back in 2019 man uh, well on top of the fact that that vibe beach it it is what it is because we already know how cops are are out there are but Mm -hmm. with them you know you knew that you had um great security out there you knew that you were going to have um medical staff ready for an emergency in, in which case because there was an emergency um that happened at something in the water and the, the the um the first responders were there quick to get that person out of there um they also had water stations at something in the water as well we, when you were not at the on the actual beach on the concert like all around the city there were water stations just ready so that's one thing that i will give something in the water credit for because they were ready for you know to make sure that everybody was hydrated um but yeah the the entire situation is just bad because we i would hope that you know the city of houston and the houston police department and the the emergency medical staff could we there could have been a better plan in place to make sure that there was a safe event and clearly that did not happen um so my thoughts and prayers and my hearts go out to all the families that were affected by this event you know eight lives were tragically lost during this event and so many people were injured mm-hmm. as well so we're just hoping for the best and to um, mention the sicko with the, the needle going around pricking people I was, yeah i was literally just like, gonna say that who the hell was over <laughs> pricking people uh, like injected people that is really like seriously crazy yeah that's 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 nothing? that's like, foul that's i don't that's know if y'all remember crazy. uh I think it's her name, China McLean. Uh, yes. Uh, well, one of the actors uh, was on TikTok, basically, you know, not shining light or exposing, but basically just talking about how a lot of the things and the entities within the industry are demonic and uh, of the devil. And um, somebody had made a post and was basically saying that they definitely felt that way about um, the concert and how it was going about how or how it proceeded you know mm. um a lot of idol tree so to, so to speak and it was just like yeah I, it makes sense you know the way folks were legit bum rushing mm-hmm. just to get in and and i just really feel so sorry for the i to, personally i feel like um my heart goes out to the ones that were literally on the stage like saying just stop this shit like yeah be- because literally it sounded from the videos that I saw, it looked like nobody was like the workers weren't listening. Mm-hmm. Like literally like two people got on the stage. Like y'all need to stop yeah, this the cameraman. Show. Yeah. Like y'all need to stop this show. Like, like, he's like, like, I, I got to get paid. And like, I, I get, get paid, it. But at the same like, time, but like nigga, <laughs> people dead out there. Like y'all need to stop the show. Right. Like, um, one thing that I did see from uh, Roddy rich, 
is that he said that I guess the the net earnings that he made from the concert he's going to donate to the families that were affected by this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that other artists who uh, were able to perform and maybe get compensated that they will you know at least if they have a heart I don't know you know you could do with your money what you want but you know I would hope that they would have the same mindset as Roddy and make sure that those families get well taken care of because yeah. I do know that this uh, your this, fans uh, make you yeah <laughs> fans make you and. On top they of that, also, they can also break you. Yep, so. yep. Because I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some lawsuits coming one way or the other, whether it's against Travis Scott, whether it's against the the um, whoever hosted the event under Travis, a, as well as maybe even the city of Houston. That's really you could take that to the state level too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying you could really take it to the state level. Um, I personally feel like Travis should not be the sole part because it is his event. I understand um, why he would be solely responsible for that, mm-hmm. but. I really don't think that he just was out here just like intentionally expecting like this to just just to occur. Oh now, yeah. Now again, granted, hold yourself accountable because this is your event, and you know there's a certain level of safety that you have to have that's going to be on your hands for your fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would hold the people that you held responsible for security. I would hold them responsible because it's just like okay. I'm paying y'all to make sure that shit don't go wrong mm-hmm. with my event. That's right. So then how the hell, why is shit going wrong with my event? So I'm going to hold y'all responsible. I'm already at the cost because this is my event. But y'all, I hired y'all to do one thing, and that was to to secure this event. And mm-hmm. nothing got secure in this event. Nothing was was taken care of or done in a proper manner yep. for this concert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I share the same opinion uh, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that he's, you know, cause he, I know he had no intention of this to happen and I don't think he should be solely responsible at the same time. I know that he is going to have to bear some responsibility for this because mm-hmm. this is an event that he did host. But that's why I said like, as far as like the city of Houston itself and whoever the event organizers were, that there's some culpability for yeah. for them too. It's just like y'all need to make sure that everything needs to be in order and in place before you go, you know, and have a festival because things mm-hmm. like this can and will happen at festivals, yep. especially with a large amount of people. You have to make sure that you are fully equipped and beyond prepared in the event that something tragic happens. So I don't know. Maybe I maybe I think it's just me. Like if I was to host a show, granted I want the show to be sold out. Um, I want the venue to be sold out, but to me, at this point, I think I might have to make some space. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I'm gonna have no. to make some space because in the building or something because I don't. Uh-uh. That's real. Um, so with that, um, hopefully, you know, Travis and the organizers are able to make the best out of the situation, and the families will get some sort of compensation or or, or find some kind of peace. I know this is gonna be you know difficult to deal with, but. Once again, our hearts go out to those families. Um, before we get into the topic of the day, uh, I just want to say um, that you know we're gonna we're going to at least talk about some of the stuff that we saw this past weekend. Uh, this is another uh, lit, mid, or miss, and uh, I saw Eternals this past weekend. Mm. I did. I saw that yesterday. Um, now, for me, Eternals kind of sits somewhere in the middle of either lit or mid because. I enjoyed the the visual aspect of the movie. I enjoyed the concepts of the movie. I just felt that 
the you know some people can complain about the the long runtime and it's a Marvel movie it's it's either gonna be like really really short or really really long, and so what's the runtime? Is uh, two hours and two hours. twelve minutes. I mean that's not bad. It's not. That's, yeah, it's not that well, bad. Well, say when you think like about it, that's like a normal movie. That's like a normal. Let's say End Game was goddamn almost three. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's not as long. It's not as long as End Game, but it does. It could get it could get winded that time, and then some parts of the story felt a little choppy. Mm-hmm. That I guess with them going back into the past and then back into the present day and back into the past, they couldn't get it, every finite detail. I guess. Yeah, and, and on top of that, it just makes the story a bit muddied in in some spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the character progression between the the ten immortals, there was it, it really wasn't a lot of character progression. Now the chemistry between the characters was excellent. It's just that you didn't see any growth between the characters, with maybe the exception of Cersei. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's on my list to watch. This yeah. Movie. So uh, definitely, when you when you do watch it, I'll let you form your opinion. For me, I'm probably gonna say mm, I'm gonna say seven. So I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it the lit score, but it's it's that's how I feel seven seven and a half somewhere around that range. I saw it yesterday, um, and I thought it was good. Um, like you said, I do feel like they're in certain areas that kind of dragged on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of like, mm, okay, let's get to the next. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. No, laughs> did let's it. get to the next. But I do feel like um, the concept of the movie was very good. I do think that, especially the action, um, the action scenes were very good. I don't know who that girl who, I don't know who the girl was who was playing Speedy, but that bitch was whooping ass. Okay, so oh, uh, you <laughs> talking about the girl who's playing Macari? Yeah, um, who is it? I, 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 I don't know who name, was but she, I'm, but she was whooping ass up in that movie. I'm gonna okay? find out. Now, did it um, did it have any correlation to like Endgame or like any of the series? Some um, in the beginning, one of the questions is asked is where were you guys when Thanos, you know, was around, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so there there was that. Um, cause I'm not going to spoil the movie, but the Eternals had been around for a minute. Oh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean and a they'll, minute. They'll like, they'll, they'll explain it. In the yeah. Movie. They'll, they'll explain. So this is giving me, um, damn, what's that anime where, uh, well, I mean, I, I guess you could say, uh, on some super shit where like the angels can't really interfere with anything that goes on type. You're not wrong. You're, you're, you're in the ballpark. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that that's what I just got from that, that little brief synopsis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll you'll enjoy the movie. Uh, I know that Rotten Tomatoes, those critics and Metacritic, they didn't really enjoy it and whatnot. But, you know, as, as we always say sometimes, critics don't always get it right. And then mm-hmm. qu- critics are looking for something specific to critique about a, a specific movie. So, in this case, I still enjoyed the movie 100%. Um, I, I'm about to named the actor here who played Makari, um, aka uh, the, the the eternal who could run fast. Um, I call see. him Speedy because she was really <laughs> flying. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lauren Ridloff. Good. Okay, Lauren. Uh, Shadi. Yeah. Was whooping ass in that movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> was really like ding ding. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, Salma Hayek who was uh, Ajax. She was the the original leader. Yes. Um. Always good to see her. Um, shout out to Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, bro. He definitely made the movie much more enjoyable from a comedic standpoint. Mm-hmm. So yeah, de- definitely, definitely shout out to him. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go check it out. 
I, I can't recommend the movie enough. It, it was a really good movie. It wasn't the best Marvel movie in the world. It wasn't. It, you know. But it was decent. Like, yeah, I can, it was, it was decent enough to watch. I could definitely be like, you know what? I could watch it. Like, Indeed. Okay. Let me tell you uh, about another movie I watched this weekend. Oh, what's up? The Harder They Fall. Oh, yeah, I, I heard. Too. I haven't saw seen it, but too. I heard that joint was that good. That was good. That was KJ. good. KJ. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, I, I might have to watch it after we get okay. out of here. It, this is what it makes me think. Was this was our Western cowboy was our black cowboys really that gangster? Like that hmm. they just it just made it they just made it seem like this was we was really about that shit. <laughs> On me, KJ. We think was, uh Django at the end of Django, mm-hmm. how he was whooping ass and, and not taking no names. Think that, but like times twenty. Times oh shit! Oh, okay. Goodness. Hey, I put the me ending on. took me out. I was like, oh no, no, you did not just say that. No, you did it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, like the harder they fall, I definitely am gonna watch that when I get home because like the harder the harder they fall is definitely, definitely good. And I was just like, y'all is really slicing and dicing niggas. <laughs> y'all is really on the on the I will on take the on the word map for with it. it. Like, they was really on the map with it, okay? I was just like, look, I want to know, is this what our Southern Cowboys was like? Because if it was, if this was our, what our Southern Cowboys was like, like, hmm, period. Say less. Okay, um, so that is definitely on my movie list for this week. Um, I'll probably watch it as soon as we get up out of here. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not interested in the football game coming up uh, because right now it's, it's Sunday night and right now it's the Titans and the Rams. Um, classic, actual, actually a classic rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably not going to watch only because my favorite player on the Titans right now was injured. Shout out to Derrick Henry. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, you definitely do. Um, so with that, um, let us go ahead and uh, get started. So we are bringing back the music roundtable for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's actually going to be a, a shorter episode um, because this artist has a shorter discography. Um, this week, we are ranking the entire Usher discography uh, from our at our one of our favorite artists, who oddly enough happens to be from Tennessee. Um, Mr. Usher Raymond the Fourth. Excuse me, I lied. Not from Tennessee. I think his family in Tennessee, but if I'm not mistaken, he's from Texas and spent some time in Atlanta. So yeah, uh, Mr. Usher Raymond the Fourth, uh, at one point was considered the king of R&B or one of the kings of R&B. Uh, we are going to do a a ranking system and rank all of the albums that Usher has dropped. He's dropped nine official albums. Not including the live album, um, which we will not rank here in this uh, session. Uh, as always, we have a tier system. We've already made the tier maker here. Um, S rank is considered the, the top rank. Um, it is also what I'm going to put as the classic, which means the album is a classic. Then you have A rank, B rank, C rank, D or dud, and F or flop. <laughs> so um, with that... We're going to take the nine albums and try to see where we rank each of them. So, as always, we start at the very beginning of an uh, an artist's discography, and we will start with his very first album, Usher. Named after him, of course. Hey, you wasn't wrong. He was born in Dallas, raised in Chattanooga, and okay. then moved to Atlanta. I thought so. I thought so. He's been all over the place. Yep. Okay, so... Uh, 
starting with the the first album, Usher. Uh, this is his first album. If I'm not mistaken, it was what, under LaFace Records. Mm. So was it? Was he talking about LaFace? Yep. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was. Yep. Nineteen ninety four. The face records. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, found it at the face records. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Diddy handled the majority of the production on this album. Um, yeah, it's from the vantage point of of nineteen ninety four. You could tell that Usher is really talented. Just a young kid in love. Yeah. Just a young kid in the. He he okay. definitely was, and the, <laughs> the youth mis- showed in this album because it did not seem it like it didn't sound like him. It it didn't sound like him, and then there were certain parts that kind of did, but it's like he's still trying to he's, mature. Like his sound is not. It's not a very mature sound. Me with B two K vibes. Not B two K. Damn, what was that boy group? Uh, Troop. No, nah, not Troop. It, I'm talking about like closer to like our age group type boy like band. Mindless Behavior? Or, yeah. Uh, B5? Okay. Uh, I forgot about B5. B5. All they yeah, did was covers. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, so like, that's that's where his uh his tonality and, and voicing gave yeah. me like... He, I feel like he, he, his voice was just reminding me of the, like the lead singer of Troop. I can't wait to get to school each day. Uh, okay. Yeah, like mm-hmm. his voice just matched that. I was like, "Are you sure this is him?" Like it just it sounds different. That that's that's I can understand that. Also, for me, it sounded like he was kind of afraid to kind of test his voice and test his range. Like I don't want to say like that he was timid, waters. but yeah, he's, it's just like he still had to clamp. Yeah, yeah, he still <laughs> he definitely did. He's like he stayed in the pocket throughout the majority of his songs. He didn't really want to show off his range. Or his vocal ability, he just kind of okay. Here's the songs, I'm gonna sing them, and then that's it. I'm not gonna like put forth uh, a lot of effort into these songs. That's kind of what it sounded like to me. Um, but I, 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 the vibe of the album was still kind of cool because it's like okay, it is 1994. You have to imagine like all the albums that had come that were coming out around that time. You've had um, TLC that was you know really at the height of that. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other R&B albums that dropped in uh, 94. You had Mary J. Blige, who was bursting onto the scene. So you're going to have those albums that are really like they're they're getting more hip hop oriented. And you can see here Usher is like kind of testing the waters with this. Uh, so I'm not going to completely shit on the album. <laughs> it's um, but it doesn't really like move the needle. Uh, I'm it trying. Didn't, to... It didn't move the needle. It didn't move me the way I wanted it to. But it was cute. Like, yeah. I thought it was. Well, so you think about it. Yeah, he was coming out with artists like In Vogue, Keith yeah. Sweat, yes, yes. Uh, Keith Washington, Silk, Brandy. Oh, okay. So he was he was just like, mm, I'm gonna let the big hitters. Hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna let the hitters hit. He was like, I'm just going to put my little pinky toe in the water, test the water. Yeah, yeah. test the water. You know this def- that definitely was like a test the waters type of album. Because um, when he came around to, all right, well, I guess we should rank it first. But when he came around to his, his sophomore album, you could tell that he kind of matured a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. um, so just to get on his first album, let's see. Uh, what did I say? Oh, I found it on Twitter. I said, it's not trash, but there are no standout tracks. There's definitely nothing that like stood out mm-hmm. on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, it could get mundane and dull at times. And I go again, I talk about him not using his full vocal ability 
um, and there's not really anything unique about it production-wise either. It just kind of fell into the pocket of, you know, the R&B that's popular during this time. It doesn't really uh, cap captivate us. I'm trying to think of there was there's one song I believe that I really really liked on this album, and I and I want to see if I can find it. Um, dang, I think I think it was Whispers. I think Whispers was the only one, and it wasn't even one of the lead singles, but Whispers was the one that I, I kind of liked that off that entire, uh... That one? Yeah. I'm not gonna hold you, um... There's... I don't remember which song it would probably be. It just... it. This first album really wasn't capturing for me to be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, I accidentally played that one. Um, but, yeah. Um, so, as far as our ranking it, uh, this is kind of like C minus D area. Okay. Uh, yeah. or, or, so, what, what are we thinking? I, I'll give it a C. You know what I'm saying? For it was cute. C for cute. Right. Like, oh, my God. Like, like, like I said, like, that's teenage Usher, bro. Yeah. Like, he sounded like a little kid in high school trying to spit to the young Mind girl at we lunch. Wasn't even born, we wasn't. Uh, no, well, we wasn't I was born, born but I was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. So. Yeah, so You're uh, still a twinkle. Still <laughs> a twinkle. I, 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 I was a full. Th- I was a full toddler when There's this uh, album came out. So, okay. Um. So I said C minus. Everybody else said C. So we're gonna go with C. So it'll. Uh. We'll put the. Usher album here at C, and then leads that leads into his uh sophomore album My Way. Put that nigga on the map. I, I, that, <laughs> that, that I will put him on the goddamn uh, oh, map. Absolutely. Like, off rip. Like there's just there's only ten songs. Ten songs, and, and the majority of them were bangers. Yes. <laughs> majority yes. of them are were yeah. bangers. Okay. I, I'm sorry when you were asking me, like, if I was getting through these albums, I, I had to keep my way on repeat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I and had to keep my way on repeat for a little bit. It threw me off because um, I was listening to it through Tidal, mm-hmm. and I think they have a compilation of straight remixes of my way, I believe. It was either that or you made me want to. One of those two. Where, like, it was just, again, 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 and, like, different remixes, I'm like, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you about to make me not even want to listen to this shit. <laughs> but, like, nah, it was a banger. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, my way, definitely, uh... <laughs> I don't know what the heck that is. Definitely Might made... be an ad that's playing on my phone. I just can't find where... Okay, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah... My uh, way. my way definitely at this point. Um, JD takes over Jermaine Dupri mm-hmm. as far as production okay. and Sony Music Entertainment. Yes, and and my boy JD. He did his goddamn yeah, he, thing. He he made sure that this so. was where was it needed to be. I was listening to this with my younger brother, and he was like, "Okay, what's this?" We was listening to his first time. He was like, "Okay, this is cool. I never, I didn't, I I've never heard Usher in this voice." I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, me either." And so we listened to the second album, and we just going through the list. And I will that like where the where the, where was that song? Where was that song? Because 
Yeah. I, I will Where is was that actually song? one of his his sleepers. Like you, you, that was yeah. a sl- a sleeper. Yeah. Where could you? I mean, of course you be you. Of course we have all heard you make me wanna. Uh, you yes. know, nice and slow, slow jam my way. Uh-huh. But I will. That was a bop. Okay, was on repeat. Is on my playlist. <laughs> that, that that song. Yeah, he needs to be slapped for that one. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to be like backhanded for that one because that is like on repeat. That is yeah. the repeat song. Um, yeah, with 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 my way, um clearly this is with with JD's help, Usher was finally able to break through uh and break out. Um you could tell that he was uh now he's he's testing his range. Uh, he still has he still hasn't matured fully into his sound yet, but you can hear the potential there. Like, okay, <laughs> it's yeah, on he, his way. It's, it's on, on his way. way. <laughs> it is okay. on its way. Um, and on top of that, there's a a good balance with it only being ten songs. You've got the the pop songs. You've got the the, the slow jams, uh, and the fact that it's only 10 minutes and the album doesn't overstay its welcome on top of that. I can see, I could, I could deal with the 10 songs. Mm-hmm. I could deal with the 10 songs because it, it flowed and a good portion of the songs were bops. So yes. I'm just like, I could go back and just choose from each bop and just have a blast. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, I'm pretty sure our audience knows most of the songs on this album because, again, as we said, like all of these albums, all of these tracks on the albums have, for the most part, have been on the radio multiple times. You've uh, maybe My Way hasn't been on the radio that much, but I know I remember the My Way video for the first time introduced us to Tyrese. If none of y'all have remembered that video, go back and watch it. Um, that was the first time Tyrese was shown before he broke out. Not even a few months, yeah, right. a, a few months later. So. Yeah, and he wasn't even singing. He was just dancing. Um, and unfortunately, YouTube only has, I think this is the BET version of the video because there was two versions of that uh, video, one for BET and one for MTV slash VH1. Uh, and yeah, at that point, you could see uh, the dance moves a little more clearly in the VH1 MTV one, but you, d- you don't see that on YouTube, obviously, because it's just one version. So um, with that, I think this is clearly it's S. Because My Way is a classic. Mm-hmm. Do we have any disagreements on that? Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to put that as an S. Where? What, what, what's, what's our right here? S, A, B, C, D, F. I don't want to do it as an S. Okay. I, I'll give it an A, though. I will give it an A because there were some several bots on that. Okay. So, um, Nasa says S, me, myself, and... Law say, well, Nasus is A, myself and Law say S. So this is probably... A, S, one of the two. I'm yeah, and so either either one doesn't either matter. One. So I guess this will be in the, uh, we'll, we'll put it in the S range for now, and then we'll see if it needs to come down lower or not. But as of right now, it's at the, uh, it's, it's S rank. Let me tell you something. I will. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> brings us to his third album, Eight seven zero one, which I actually find funny because uh, two thousand one he I guess it originally dropped with the three sixty deal, and mm-hmm. then um, he later went on to drop the master, and the three sixty album. Oh, well, they both have the same amount of songs, but um, yeah, 
this. Um, I find that, that this one didn't move different. me. This hmm. eight uh, eighty-seven oh one did not move me. Artista Records. It did not move me. That's interesting. Um, uh, Arista. Yeah, for me, A701 is actually, it's not Usher's best album, but it's actually one of my personal favorites. Uh, And I think because uh, when you have songs like, I guess you remind me, you don't have to call, you got it bad, which is actually one of my favorite ballads. um, Those, those ones definitely hit. Now the, the filler on that album, I'll admit you know, doesn't hit as <laughs> well. <laughs> Whereas, like with my way, the the out the songs that he did not release hit on this one. It was hit or miss depending on which track it was. Um, and I'm gonna see if I can look through the track list and, and remember which ones were eh, and which ones were mm, okay. I don't like, know what it is about 2001, but like for all the artists that have like dropped in like the mid to late 90s and then they have that that early 2000s like it's like that's be- like for me was like the beginning of the like struggle to like attention span for me because mm-hmm. it was just like bro <laughs> you talking about the same stuff <laughs> yeah just like you know it just, just, it it just didn't different. move it just really didn't move me like granted like you know you had you got it bad you don't have to call that was a good one those of course those are uh, of course, those are already bops that we already knew of, but like the rest of the songs just wasn't. It just wasn't hitting. See, for me, I will say songs that were were good on this one were other than the ones that we just named. Good old ghetto because it it told, it told a nice little story, um, and uh, I, I believe that's my food, uh, and maybe uh, I don't know the one that was produced by Pharrell. That one was was pretty straight. Now uh, the songs that didn't hit, uh, twerk it out. I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> no, not not at all. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, hottest thing, I eh, it was alright. But any any song that kind of like did not have um, any input from Jermaine Dupri or Pharrell in this case, mm. kind of just kind of fell flat. Hey, you notice that. He never explicitly spelled out Y O U. It was always yeah. It was always you, which I thought was a good little um play on yeah yeah play on, on words and and I and I, I enjoyed that uh, that part. It's like okay, he he taking some uh uh I guess I don't want to say some liberties, but yeah, he's he's playing around with the album. Like every time there's U in there, it's always just the letter U. It's never spelled out. So he's like Usher, remind me. I don't uh what was it? Usher got it bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't let Usher go. Usher don't have to call without Usher. Can't Usher no. help me? Usher, Usher turn. <laughs> Usher Raymond, the one. Like, come on. Like, I, I just found that that funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, with that, uh, I'm going to say, but because the the misses are misses, but because the hits are hits, I'm gonna say a. I'll give it a B. Okay. So that probably means, uh, since I got overruled on that, since I said A, the other two said B, so A701 is going to fall into B, category, B territory. Like, like I said, it's not a bad album. It really but wasn't a bad album. Like I it said, wasn't... it hits that 01 mark, and it's just like, what the 
Uh, <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll put it at like the high B here. If we have any other Bs, we'll keep that in the front. And that leads us to confessions. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I don't know. Confessions was my was my album. I don't know because there was just several and just just from start to finish, like that man was in his bag on this, this album. Is when he like, blew, he was in his prom. He yep. was in his bag when he when he did this. It just yeah, I remember like we was in middle school, like either middle school or elementary when this shit came out. So I was on like, no, I was in middle school, so y'all were probably still elementary. elementary. Yeah, yeah. school like second, third grade type. Yeah, yeah. Like I, and this was like this is the song we was watching probably on like one hundred six and Park. <laughs> no, back back before they did all the colorful thing. Like, right, y'all remember that John? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when AJ and Free were actually yeah. 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 before yes. before Jaleesa and, and Big Tigger took over, and then before uh, yeah. what, 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 what host uh, name? Dang, uh, Roxy, Roxy and, and yeah, Terrence yeah. J. Yeah. yeah, yeah, before they took over, long before they took over. But yeah, um, but it was just like it was just Bob after Bob after Bob, and I was just like, wow. Yeah, I'm listening ev- to this and it's just here we go. Every song on here, he brought some eight seven zero one back uh, with his album too. Yeah, because uh, where is it? Uh, what song was it? I'm sorry. Uh, can you handle it? Can Usher handle it? Can you handle <laughs> it? <laughs> can you handle it? That was always a good bop. Superstar was a good one. Um, Burn. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna talk about that. One. We're gonna, that was a good one too. We're not gonna talk man. about that one. But my boo, my boo. Yeah, That's what it's shit. made for. That's yeah. always a good one. Yo, superstar. Yeah, superstar. Superstar is my. Oh my gosh, superstar is one of those. Caught like, up, man. Yeah, yeah. Caught, caught up is good. Good vibe. Baby, caught up. Yeah, don't, don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, come on. Yeah, that he whole, had, whole album, man. He really, the whole album was from top to bottom. He did his shit on this one. Like he was really in his bag. Now, yes. Don't get me wrong. There were a couple songs that I could have been like, mm, I'll, I could, I've done without. But best believe. Best believe a good portion of this. Confessions, bro. <laughs> yeah, a, good, a good portion of and this. And part two. I was like, bro. Was yeah. it Confessions 1 or 2? Both of them. Both of them. <laughs> and see, it, it depending it on which one you listen two. to. That was Confessions uh, part two for me. Yeah, because you had like, um, there was a Confessions interlude on like the old album. Mm-hmm. And then it was just Confessions part two. But then if you like listened on Spotify, Confessions part one is a full out song. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, and I and I loved that change. I'm like, oh, because I remember the interlude um, from the video and from the old album. And then I'm like, I'm hearing part one, I guess, full, fully fleshed out for the first time. I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Okay, Usher. All right. I, I, I mess with it. So, so when I fell out of Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Right. I don't know what to do. I gotta keep going. <laughs> hey, so um, obviously this is Usher's best-selling album. Period. Um, you can and and just for some context, man, I remember when Yeah came out and how everybody on this because because uh, Yeah had actually came out like late two thousand and three, so I was twelve. So cold on 
all but my teenage cousins, son. <laughs> and when when it got to that next, uh, when it got to the next year, and then the the the, the, the white people got a hold of it, they were just like, oh my gosh, like have y'all heard of this uh, this uh, this artist named Usher? I'm like, yeah, we've been hearing about Usher since '97. Where have you been? Right. Like, <laughs> When they played Confessions, I know I was, I know for a fact I was in middle school. No, not even in middle school, maybe like. It was Roller Ring, so like, I, that was like, like so fourth, this, fifth grade, getting ready to go to middle school. You go type. ready yeah. to go to middle yeah, school. Yeah, I was, I was getting ready to go to eighth grade when this uh, song, when the album dropped. Oh, so. yeah. So we was definitely, we was definitely hit on that road to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Was definitely on that road to sixth grade. Because I remember, like, we would always have, like, the little school dances and stuff like that. Yep. Right. And this was, like, one of the, like, yeah. And um, I don't know if Confessions was one of them. Probably not. Confessions is probably not one of them. But definitely, yeah. Was and when the the radio overplayed song. burn, yes, oh my god, like you couldn't go anywhere without twenty minutes that. without hearing that joint, like. It even got spoofed by the Boondocks, if y'all remember that uh, yep. episode. <laughs> but it's just like later, we didn't really know what that song meant until later. Well, well, mm-hmm. I, I ain't gonna dive deep into that. We're because, not gonna speak on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But still, um, stay healthy. Yeah, stay healthy. <laughs> indeed. Stay indeed. safe. Con- Confessions is by far his best-selling album. Okay. This is uh, this album went diamond. Uh, so, um, I naturally just because of the impact that Confessions had in the mid two thousands, how people consider that still one of the best R and B albums to ever drop. Um, Confessions is is. That's S rank. I don't think there's that's any S rank. Okay, yeah. we're not about so, to we're not about to sleep on it. It's yeah, S. It, it's S rank, and and in this case, it's the top S rank because uh, we had my way um, as S rank. So we're gonna put confessions in front of that. Uh, and, and if you guys out in the audience disagree with me for whatever reason, I don't know why you would disagree with confessions being S rank, but whatever. Y'all know, y'all know. Yeah, if you've listened to this album, you know from from top to bottom this album goes. Um, so so far, for those of you who have been paying attention, uh, we have Usher's debut album, Usher, at C. We have My Way at S, eight seven zero one eight seven zero one at B, and Confessions at S. Mm-hmm. So with that, the next album to rank is going to be Usher's Here I Stand. Oh wait. The face records. Yep. Now, for me personally, here I stand is like a a mature version of confessions. Some of the topics were kind of the same, and it's like, okay, yeah, Usher, you know, <laughs> you're you're getting into the repetitive stage here, but at the same time, the the topics here are going to be a little more serious, uh, as opposed to what they were for confessions. Uh, I, I of course you've got. Uh, love in this club and love in this club part two. That used to be my song. Yeah, those are my joints. Um, trading places. Yes, trading places. You got uh, here I stand, mm-hmm. um, which is actually one of my favorite songs off this album. And then you've got moving mountains, which uh, shows a lot of um, Usher's range. You could tell like the from the time he finished a seven oh one and got to confessions that Usher has fully embraced his range now and that his his sound has completely matured at this point. Mm-hmm. Um he he was um 
for for this album. I know he wanted to talk a little bit of you know more about some serious things, especially since he had just had a kid. Um, so he that being said, it it felt a little inconsistent at times because it's like okay, you know we're 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 getting to see who you are as a person, uh, and how you feel about certain situations, especially uh, in the song His Mistakes. Uh, that one kind of hit for me because it's like, okay, why am I paying for your ex's mistakes? Mm-hmm. And, and so, nah, I'm going to, uh, you know, get out of that kind of, um, that, that kind of situation. Um, oddly enough, uh, who, Neo produced that song. And, I think Neo. I guess Let's Neo not probably sleep wrote. On Neo, yeah, you know, Neo's pen is actually pretty good on here, and of course, the dream is on this album as well, as far as uh, his pen. Uh, about to say honorable mentions. I think it's dope uh, that you got JG and Beyonce. Yeah, on, on this album at the same time, like, I buddy, um, I liked Best Thing um, as well. Uh, so love you gently. Love that song. Mm-hmm. Love that song. Yeah. So. Uh, What's for, a man to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this album you could tell this is more of Usher's serious mm-hmm. side, and and granted, while it doesn't hit the same as Confessions, I think that the the tones of this album and the direction that he wanted to go, it still w- he was able to get across what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So you know, personally, I think that this album is an A. You know, it's not top tier, top tier Usher, obviously, but it's still it's still pretty solid. Yeah, it's like, a, it's can, a, it's a really really solid. I can definitely see. I can definitely say that I can go back, and you know, and, and listen, and listen. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Like I said, like, this will is every where song be on repeat? To, no. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, yeah, this is where it began to become repetitive. Very yeah. Tedious. But I still, I still will give it uh, an A. Are we in disagreements here, Law? Or no? Okay. All right. So here I stand. We'll get the A rank. Oh, boy. And now this is where things get interesting. So we've covered five of Usher's albums. Um, one of them was oh, was cute, and then four of them, were, you know, were were top tier. So now we get into uh, Raymond versus Raymond. Now I don't know what made Usher decide that he wanted to like start getting and dipping his toe into the EDM, but for whatever reason. That's what it is. Uh, with Raymond versus Raymond, obviously there's still some hits with this album. Uh, Songs. Um, was it was it one through Raymond five. versus Raymond, or was it when he got to looking for myself? That he well, no, looking for myself. We'll, we'll get to that. That's like almost completely EDM. Yeah, I'm just saying say, this is where like, he was starting to he experiment. Was testing, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with Raymond versus Raymond, I will say, of course, um, uh, hey, well, hey, daddy. Uh, I I kind of like that song. Uh, oh my God was one of those songs that just got overplayed. Oh, I liked oh, it. Oh, 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 oh my, um, God. my song, my actually my song on this one was Little Freak with Nicki Minaj. That's actually a song that I did not like. Really? Not because Nicki didn't go in on that song. I just didn't like Usher on that song. Right. I think his um. Now the the beats heard, were crazy, but I just think that he kind of limited himself vocally on that song. I've, and I can I can see that. Like yeah. I think more so was the track which attracted me to that song was the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the the flow of the beat. And of course, you know, Nikki, she did her thing on the song. So yeah, I like that song. 
There goes my baby. Hey dad, like one, oh, two, there goes three. my baby is is probably my favorite song on the entire like, track. The first five songs I like were yeah, the first five song Monstar. I was more so just like an in- introduction, uh-huh. but like the first five I could really get with, and then he lost me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he started to. It, 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 you could tell that the the sound was starting to become you know geared towards EDM. Because um, I honestly thought that it was supposed to be kind of like a fun love story type of album. Yeah. Uh, and but then he just went from one end to another. And baby he, tonight. Oh, the DJ got us falling in love. Um, and just for context, because there's Raymond versus Raymond, and then he made this uh, EP called Versus. Um, which had those tracks, which had more EDM tracks on there. But then, like on Spotify, what they did, give, did was give us the deluxe edition, which is Raymond versus Raymond, and included the tracks that were on verses on there. So that's why it made the album longer than it was intended. Like the original album, had we probably not heard the extended version, it probably would have gotten a higher grade. But because yeah. the extended version was included in the one that we listened to, obviously it brought the quality of the album down because they were just. There were still some tracks that hit, but there were just too many tracks that just did not captivate our attention, and as well as the the the, the EDM. Um, so I was about to say, by the time I got to like the eleventh song, I was just like, it was just so many girls, like, bro, you're you're basically putting yourself in your own rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At at this point, because we're like, okay, dude, um, we can't differentiate you know reality versus fiction and then in some cases in, in some people's albums that's fine but then when you're ushering you've been in the game since 94 mm-hmm. um at this point you're 16 years in and it's like uh uh this this album was i guess it just I, I don't wasn't know kicking. uh it's not a it's not a and for me it's not a dud by any stretch because the the hits pretty much are carrying this album. The ones that he put on the radio were the right tracks. Like we said, uh, DJ Got Us Falling in Love, Oh My God, There Goes My Baby, and Hey Daddy pretty much are the ones lifting this album up pretty much on his shoulders okay. and keeping it from being uh, a complete mess. So this is... Say, and I, did, I forgot to mention, this is uh, 2010. Yes. Uh, LaFace Records, a unit of Sony, Sony Music Entertainment. So he... Uh, I guess that's where the, the merging of the two came. Yeah, to yeah, because yeah, LaFace had pretty much what they were about to be out of business, and they, you know, Sony picked them up. So, um, with this album, Raymond versus Raymond. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to give it a C minus. If that, <laughs> I was I was going to say either this is like either this is probably either B minus or C range, but this is probably C range. I'm gonna give it. A, it's 22 songs uh-huh. out of 22. I only really listened to about eight, and that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got through the. I got through the project, so I will. I I got through it. I mean, I got through it, but like I said, what I actually like listened to. What I, what, yeah, what I actually was in tune with. Mm-hmm. I would probably give. I definitely would give this a C. So it looks like Raymond versus Raymond is falling into C range. Which mm-hmm. all right. Cool. Um, so we got three albums left uh, for the audience that's listening. Of course, just to go back over it again, we have his debut album, Usher, which was a C. We have My Way, which is S rank. We have 8701, which we said was B. We have Confessions, that is S rank. And we have Here I Stand, which is A. 
and now Raymond versus Raymond, which is C. And now there's looking for myself. Um, and before we, we, we make that switch, yeah, the uh, re- uh, the songs that had multiple remixes were uh, DJ Gallows Falling in Love Again and OMG. He uh, did something with Pitbull. And they just did a bunch of remixes. Yep. And then uh, OMG, he had different artists where, like you said, I he, just I don't know how I feel about one song being remixed that many times, eleven times. Hey, <laughs> 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 hey, that's and like when I was doing my original listening, like I was hitting each album, and I got stuck in those remixes. And I'm just like, all right, cool. And then I heard it again. I was like, all right, like maybe this is I'm like in an album, and then I heard it the third, and I was like, all right, what the what's going on? And this is why I stayed away from them remixed albums. I'm like, no, no. y'all ain't about to catch me in this. I felt like I was in a stupid loop. I was just like, well, yeah. bro. So, um, now now we have looking for myself, and Full Usher has EDM. yeah <laughs> has officially immersed himself into uh, EDM. Um, I implore, I implore the the creativity. But yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Oh my God. No. Um, with this album, I think the I think the only one that I liked was Climax. I think that I really think that that was the only one that I could stomach. Um, I'm trying to think if there might have been anything else on that album that might I like have. Let me see with um Rick Ross. That was... Oh, oh, yeah. Dang, I almost yeah. forgot about Let Me See. So yeah, I like that one too. I like Let Me See and Climax, but other than that, yeah. Lost um. Me, son. You lost me, bro. And yeah, let me see. I I don't know how I missed that one. But I, I just couldn't get dive it. Dive was me. tough. Huh? Let me take that dive. Yeah, yeah. Di- dive was uh, dive was cool. Uh, 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 so it was okay. It, like, it was okay, but just like after a certain, I think I got to looking for myself, and I was just like, "Yep, yeah. I can't even." Which this. is crazy because. You know, while this is probably going to be one of our least favorite albums, the critics loved it, or at least they tolerated it, because I'm, all I'm seeing up, up, across the board was like four stars, four stars, three and a half, wow. four stars. YT. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make an excellent point. <laughs> I, definitely like this. I definitely feel like this album was definitely more appealing to the... YT. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> for, for our Caucasian audience, this, this um. is what I'm feeling. 2012 because RCA just, records. It just was so poppy. It was just so, you know, yeah. almost emo at some. It's it's, it's it a pop. It's a pop album. Like by every stretch album. of the imagination. Um, and don't get me wrong, I like pop music. Um, but this, I wasn't expecting. This ain't it, bro. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't expecting because you just like you just you saw like a huge shift from like. How y'all feel about Twisted? I. Mm, I don't know if that uh, hold on. No. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, it gave it me was, very it was like nerd, nerd. Yeah, yeah, it gives you nerd vibes. Um, and for Pharrell did uh, yeah, he was featured and he produced that song. So, um, Twisted was 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 okay. It's not like. It didn't capture my my attention that much, but I did. You know, it's not a bad song. Uh, so, I think looking for myself is probably it's not a flop. <laughs> it uh, is it's gonna probably be a dud here. So it, we'll we'll keep it at the I guess the D range. Uh, we we got any disagreements on that? Okay, so yeah, I think the 
the ones that we like, like Climax and Let Me See and Dive, uh, kept this album from completely falling apart. And because when I got to the end and heard that shit with uh, ASAP Rocky, Hot Thing, mm-hmm. I was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no nope. absolutely not. Turned it right off. Yep. All right, so we got we got two albums left. Uh, hard to love. It was hard to listen. <laughs> so here's my take on hard to love. It's better than <laughs> it's better than looking for myself. It was better than it's it's better than looking for myself. Um, and for me, hard to love was actually an easier it listen. Was a, I could listen to it. I think partially because he decided to I like to transition out of EDM and get back to more R and B tracks. There's not a whole lot of ballads on this still. But I think the album was a much was easily digestible as opposed to looking for myself. Um, with Hard to Love, I, the first time that I listened to it, uh, I didn't enjoy it. This is when it first came out back in 2016, and I was you know 25 years old. This wasn't Usher to me, and that's pro- probably because I hadn't extensively listened to Raymond versus Raymond or to Looking for Myself at the time. You know, I was used to here here I stand and. Uh, Confessions Usher. So at that point, I'm like, this really kind of doesn't sound like Usher to me, so I really don't enjoy this. But after hearing Raymond versus Raymond and looking for myself, I, I came to appreciate this album a little more. Like, okay. Definitely. Yeah, so it's, this... Uh, like you said, 2016 RCA Records. I was just like, bro, you're making it, you're making it a little bit hard, but uh, I guess I can... I stomach it a little bit more than the, like you said, the last two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can stomach it. Like, I did, I actually did enjoy the song Missing You. They overplayed mm-hmm. No Limit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. They got, I mean, they pretty mm-hmm. much crammed that down our throats. 2016. <laughs> 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 yeah, they definitely. Was it right, man? I think I like Rivals. I like the, the, the future feature, though. Yeah. I definitely did like the future bump. I can like, I did, I can do a bump, and I also like Missing You. Um, I feel like missing You missing, was good. I feel like Missing You, that I feel like it was more so the beat than the actual lyrics. Yeah, that's right. And then the last song, I could not get with. So. Oh, because that was from that uh that movie. I forgot what movie that was. Um, Hands of a uh, Stone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't um. Yeah, I I, w- I really wasn't a fan of that. Uh, I'm trying to think if this. I'm trying to remember if I if I liked Crash when I first heard it. Oh. I could get with that, like. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was okay with Crash. Um. Let's see. <laughs> the the other thing about this album is that it's, it's that? not that long Missing either. You? Yeah. yeah, this this album uh, it was not as long as the those other two. Um, so I I I will give the album some credit for that as well. Like it it this one didn't overstay its welcome either. Yeah, I'll give it a C. So I'll give him a, I will give him a good C because you know it was doable. I can it's decent. I can it was cute. Mm-hmm. It was cute. Yeah, so I, I think this one falls into the C category. I was gonna say like B minus, 
but that that that's kind of where it it's is. Be- yeah, yeah. yeah. That, it, it, it gets to see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now here's the here's the thing. As far as C's, uh, we already said it was better than Raymond versus. Ra- is it better than Raymond versus Raymond? Absolutely. Okay. Now is it better than his first album? For sure. Okay. For sure. So wait. No. <laughs> like again, we gotta take uh, 2016 to 97. 94. Well, yeah, yeah, my bad. 94, I, was 94 still, to, I personally think that his '94 album would been would have been better than than Hard to Love. Than Hard to Love. Yeah, I definitely listen to Usher over <laughs> over Hard to Love. Uh, Patat Ting. Okay. Uh, All to, right. Let's just let's just be quite frank. I I would still listen to his older albums, Confessions, and My Way is just it's well, up. yeah, obviously <laughs> it's up. Okay? Uh, obviously, um, so with that, just to be sure that we have the the rankings in order here. Um, we've got Confessions as the number one album. Then there's My Way. Then there's Here I Stand as A rank, as the sole A rank. Then you have A701 as B rank. The C rank, we have his debut album, Hard to Love, Raymond versus Raymond. In the D rank, we have Looking for Myself. And then there's A. I'm already putting that at flop, like uh, for the third. Shout minutes. out Zaytoven. Yeah, Zaytoven Z- 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 yeah. <laughs> on the beat, like <laughs> Zaytoven really, yeah, nice. yeah. His his uh <laughs> his, his the production beat. was cool. The production was cool. Uh, was, Usher, man. At I, this point, yeah. he I guess he was just doing this one for fun. This might have been just for shits and giggles. Like, man, you know what? Let's just make an album called A, and he let's did just that shit for the A. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I that's will really like. I will. I'm not even gonna hold you. Stay at home, feature and future. I like the song, but I like future's verse. Like, yeah, future, future carried. Like, that I song. like the I like the verse that <laughs> future had on it. Future carried. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Usher's getting into that. The the triplet. <laughs> He's getting into that feel now, which I guess you could tell he was sort of kind of getting into it with um no limit. But it's just like, it, it, now it's it's like it's with hard to hard to love. It's just like but with certain, if we being honest, lyrics, and no limit, just, Thugger carried that shit. Yes, he did. He he so definitely like, did. I'm really concerned. Like Usher carried. He was he was he was good at carrying songs. Like he was yeah. good at it. What happened? I I don't know. I honestly I don't shit know. Shit happened. Hit up in the news. Yeah, got hit up in the news, and it was just like yeah. Um. The, uh, Usher, I don't know. It seems like after con- after Here I Stand, things coming out about Usher started to just get like, huh? You know, honestly, I'm gonna say you know after the whole issue with I think after the whole thing with Chili, people started like scratching their heads about Usher, but that still didn't stop him from making great great albums. No, I think once people started shaking their heads is when that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let, let yeah. it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. Okay. But I don't think people really well, we made the connection until we all saw the press conference. Well, yeah, years <laughs> later, it's like, oh, so that's what let it burn. Man. <laughs> okay. Said I ain't never. Well, I think we've pretty much covered all of Usher's albums, and as we said, this was going to be pretty quick since there were only nine projects. Can I read so, the review real quick? Yeah, go ahead. It says while working on the follow up to Hard to Love. Usher and keyboard specialist producer Zaytoven got into a zone that rapidly developed into this intermediary surprise release. Written and recorded over the course of a week and issued with a title and tribute to the duo's native Atlanta, the weekend of the former's 40th... Oh, wait. Run it back. The weekend of the former's 
Yeah, yeah. Usher, Usher was 40 when he dropped this. Wow. Having previously worked with another on Papers, which in 2009 topped the hip R&B and hip-hop chart, Usher and Zaytoven resumed with a short seek of sleek, low-profile groove and ballads. Usher switches between hedonistic and repentant modes with carnality usually implied during the rare moments when it is non-explicit. Certainly not a stretch for him. Relationship recovery revisit, revisited on the subtly, subtly dazzling You Decide and Aching Say What You Want, two songs with a co-writing credit for gospel artist and pastor Dietrich Haddon. Wow. It's still his uh, strongest suit. For all this drama, the album also contains two of Usher's lightest numbers, Birthday, A Ladies' Night Strip Club Anthem, stand birthday. <laughs> and Gift Shop. <laughs> the set's most valiant attempt to appeal to listeners half the singer's age. So, yeah. Yeah. You old, bruh. <laughs> 40-year-old trying to appeal to 20-year-olds. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. You gotta, yeah. let, you gotta let it nah, go. Nah, which is why I appreciated some of the tracks that he dropped after that, during the pandemic era, of course, you've got um, Bad Habits and uh, what was that other one that he did with the uh, with, uh, LMI or LMA, um, Waste My Time, I think. I liked those two tracks and I was thinking, okay, maybe Usher's about to drop another album. He hasn't dropped one yet, but yeah. Um, yeah, so we have now completed the, the list here. So just to go over everything, S Rank, Confessions, My Way. A rank, here I stand. B rank, A701. I still want to give that one an A, but I'll, I'll go with y'all on that one. Uh, C rank, Usher, Hard to Love, Raymond versus Raymond. Dud, Looking for Myself, Flop, A. Are we all in agreement? Yes. Okay. I just, I, the, how do y'all feel about R&B artists making songs in a week? Because that's essentially what he did, like, that was like a birthday weekend turn up. I'm going to record type situation. Mm. I don't agree. I I don't agree. I think it's it's cool to like to do that. And I guess if had he released a as like a mixtape, uh, I probably would have been like, okay, he was just doing something for fun. He just wanted to release it to the fans just for the hell of it. The fact that he it's an entire album. That's that's what bothered me. Because it's just I like, bro, you, you should put more effort into it. Especially because all of his other albums, he's at least put a year or, or more's worth of work into those albums. Mm. Whereas kind of with this I one, it's just, you yeah. I can't understand that. I'm sorry. I, I don't understand the whole like, process. Now, for rappers? For, for rappers? For rappers, it, that's it's, one it's thing. It's different. Yeah. It's different for rappers because it's just like the, the lyrics, it's just, it's just, it's just constant. But for I feel like for an R and B artist, but like that was low key it, a workout for Zaytoven. Like I, I, I'm gonna say from from my perspective, because like you know, as a, a producer, you want to be multifaceted. You mm-hmm. don't want to just be stuck under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. So you know, being able to go and and record with with Usher that give you you know some more spotlight, but it's still like, all right, <laughs> yeah, rushed, yeah. So, with that, guys, we have completed uh, the rankings of Usher's discography. Uh, the next time that we do this here, we'll probably have a couple of guests joining us because the next artist that we have to do, as voted by you on Twitter, is Weezy F Baby. 
I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead. So we're just doing albums. Right? We're just doing albums this time around. Mixtapes. That's that's it. Okay. That that's has to be an entirely separate episode. This is going to be a lot because I'm saying. I'm saying. Mixtapes and, mix and yeah, and I was like, and then with mixtapes, we have to choose like his biggest ones because I know the boy got mixtapes out the ass. Wayne, so. and the crazy part about it, it's all literally off the dome. He just raps and mm-hmm. like, and that's what I can respect about that nigga because he don't write like that nigga just be off the dome and it's a hit after hit every single time. Well. Every single yep, time. Yep. Yep. So um. Okay. When, well, I'm excited about this because oh my god. All yeah. Right, so how many? Oh, so what are we starting with? Oh, we go all the way back to the beginning. The block is hot. For the nine nines and the two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I've already, to be frank, I've already started because I knew that it was gonna be, it was gonna take some work. So I've, I'm already at. I'm not a human being. Um. I'm so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all. When y'all, um, you know, by the time we do this again. The Carter two, the Carter. Yeah, all the Carters. <laughs> yeah, Carters. President Carter, President. Uh, yeah, that's my. We uh, we we should be gorillas uh, in suits. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to this is going to be entertaining as hell. Um, I'm Especially uh, we're, yeah, we'll we'll bring in two guests. Uh, hopefully, um, and hopefully by the time we do this episode, it'll probably be sometime around. Um, I'm gonna say December because I think that's when I'll be able to at least finish. Um, and I took a I took a break. Uh, right around I'm Not a Human Being just so I could get a chance to, you know, wind down a little bit and listen to some some newer music that's out there. Um, you got a lot of music. So. Let me tell you something. I'm Not a Human Being. That was a good album. Yeah. I'm telling you. And then he pulled out his, then he pulled the motherfucking car to four. Listen. Okay. The intro, the intro with him and Tech Nine rip. Off rip because he also had Andre in that bitch. And look, I'm just because I'm going to re-listen to to I'm gonna get back to my re-listen of the Carter Four, but to me, one of his best intros has to be on the Carter Two. Like he just decided, yo, I'm just gonna go in and uh, yeah, bro, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he just he he went stupid, and then that's when I knew, like, yo, okay, Wayne is he's coming into his own here, bro, because the mob, yeah. All right, so um, we're go- we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Um, before we do, uh, I just want to make sure that we we've cleared the room here. If there are any black businesses that you guys want to highlight, or any black podcasts that you want to highlight, shout out uh, Anime After Dark. Yeah, yes, Anime Worst Gen. You know what I'm saying. It's all love. <laughs> I would just leave it. It's all love, but yeah, that was legit though. Wow, I'm it sorry. Was, I got I got captivated by football, and that was just dumb, dude. But very, okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the end zone. Bro. Yeah. If you guys have not been, please go make y'all ways down to the Juicing Life Bar. It's located in Newport News. Okay. Um, all black, vegan, um, black owned restaurant, and. The best smoothies you can ask for. Literally, they make their own juices, make their own water. Surprisingly, they make their own alkaline water. Mm. Um, and it's delicious, absolutely. Refreshing, crisp. <laughs> Duly noted. Refreshing, crisp. So, make like, definitely go check water. it out. Okay. okay. Um, Law already shouted out and the Anime After Dark community. 
so with that, I'm just gonna add my check wifey wifey to that. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, check out Animalytical too. Yes, definitely check them out. Uh, Animalytical, where things get critical. <laughs> um, shout out to Studio Maho. Uh, my boy Pat actually just hit me up. Uh, on the other page, he was like, yeah, I definitely want to be on the episode. We, so we're going to get Studio Maho in. Um, I'm going to have to catch up to... Uh, I ordered a copy of God Punch, and for whatever reason, I didn't get my copy. So I don't know if it got sent to my old apartment. But regardless, I'm going to support him again. I'm going to get a copy of the uh, the God Punch. And if you haven't read God Punch yet, definitely uh, check it out. It's on one of those apps. I want to say... I can't remember which app it was on. Because right, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. But still, um, support... Black Mangakas, mm-hmm. um, so definitely support him. Uh, shout out to Concept Moon and Strange Keefs, support them too. Their Kickstarter just uh, just got up as well. Uh, shout out to Truth and Transparency Podcast. I definitely got to get an episode with Malcolm in here. Uh, big shout out, and I, I don't know if they listen to this, but a uh, big shout out to Let's Talk, bro, because they had an episode that kind of broke down how um, men should feel comfortable in their sexuality. Uh, so definitely shout out to them. Uh, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I could think of. Um, Brutal Honesty with K. Renee, of course. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other podcast that I could think of at the top of my head uh, or any other businesses. Um, oh, shout out to, to the homie DeAndre McEwen Jr. Of course, as always, uh, Already Paid or AP Styles. Uh, definitely uh, going to continue working with them. Uh, we're supposed to meet, but, you know, Things happen and ban happen, so we'll uh, we'll get back into talking and having some discussions. Uh, Naturally Body, Jada. Yeah, yeah, definitely shout out to Naturally Body and uh, Jada and her products. Definitely check them out. I got some uh, beard balm from her uh, still in my bathroom, so yeah, I, I definitely continue to use her products. Definitely check her out. Uh, I think that is it. Um, as far as... Uh, music is concerned uh with this i hope you guys had a good time listening to this uh for the new so the new albums that dropped obviously for my ladies oh, we all know about summer walker um in my opinion in my opinion this album is not as good as over it but it, i mean it still is what it is uh she definitely had some good there's a good story throughout the entire album I which i'll give is, her that I think that's still over it. It was dead, actually better than over it. Uh, so yeah. what I'm hearing is you slid down the wall a couple of times. No, I didn't slide. No, like don't get me nah, wrong. No. Like I was actually just chilling. You know, had my little yeah. Did my little wake and make. You know. Uh, oh, okay, little, okay. Little chill. You know. Um, I do think that like over, like over it, over it was good, but with with still over it. I have a list of songs that I have had on repeat since it's dropped. Okay. Over it, I did not do that. But now, if she follows up with a third album and names it Never Over It, I'm just going to be like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would hope Never not. Over I, I would hope not. She's I, over it. She's mm. still over it. Never over it. Mm. Like, it's just Whatever. not going to happen. But I do feel like, I do feel that with Summer Walker's album, like, this was definitely more relatable than the first. Like, and I Feel, and I feel like women, because I've, I've, I've seen some of the comments and be like, you know, she stayed and da da da, so I don't really feel sympathy for her. Yeah, you know what? Everybody, every woman, everybody succumbs has, to love. Has has done some dumb mm-hmm. shit when it comes to love, has done some real ridiculous ass shit when mm-hmm. it comes to that. So, well, I mean, 
and and it's it's throughout the album she was warned she but was, she she, she was, yeah. I mean and I think that that shows a lot of you know growth, growth. and power on her end because she's vulnerable enough to to say that like hey mm-hmm. I was a dummy I was a dummy I well, was dumb. I'm sorry I, I wasn't laughing it's just like I'm sitting here thinking about uh what was it fourth baby mama. Hey, yeah, they, yo, they, this song, the song goes, but yeah, it was just like, dang, yo, you. Damn, when she's over here explaining, like she's talking about, child. Well, um, for what I, did you do mm-hmm. this movie? Summer, don't mess with him. Yeah, go. nine months later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but man. um, moving on from and the fact Summer that Walker, uh, London was just got and he was so nonchalant about it. It was just like, oh, what? what everybody hit me up. Oh, the summer drop. I mean, the uh, the album oh, drop. Like, thank you for the inspiration. I said that that ain't just, the most dicky. <laughs> damn, most son. Narcissistic dickhead shit I've heard. Like, he was just like, and then thug. He over here like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, how? He's like, how did I get in this? <laughs> but I want to say, fuck you too, son. <laughs> Don't throw me into your shit. But I get what she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I get what she was where she was coming at. Damn! Wow! To, Again to the house. Pick six. Y'all didn't even try. <laughs> Dang, Matthew Stafford. Okay. He got uh, it. it was just yep. Jogging. All right. So, um, moving on from Miss Summer Walker, uh, two uh, two other albums that also dropped were uh, Yellow Tape Two by Ooh, Key Glock. Gotta gotta finish that. That's why I said you have everybody. You had the women. Like like I said earlier, sliding down the wall, mad at all niggas, and then you had Glock. I'm about that paper, turn me up, and then you had those in the middle who were crying and holding the pistol. <laughs> and, and then for for me, you had people like me. Um, I had uh Terrace Martin dropped, mm. and y'all know that's that's my kind of music. So Terrace Martin dropped an album called Drones. I'm in the middle of that right now. I'm vibing out. Uh, I really enjoyed that album so far. So definitely check those three albums out if you haven't. I, again, we're not you know supporters here, and we're not going to be um. What's the word I'm looking key, for? We're not sponsored by them, but still. I love me some key glock. So let me go ahead and yeah check out that album real quick. So anyway, guys, uh, we definitely appreciate you tuning into this episode. So let us go ahead and sign off. Be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Be sure that you follow and like our page on Facebook. You can search us at Chaotic Culture Podcast. Please be sure that you follow us on all social media, including our Twitter page. You can follow us on Twitter at Chaotic underscore Culture, and you can follow us on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod. You can follow me, Ked the Pro, that's K3D the Pro, on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow Miss Nasa on all social media at underscore call me Nasa, and you can follow Law on Twitter at Law96 underscore, and you can follow him on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the ranking of the Usher discography. We will bring the music roundtable back soon for Lil Wayne. Stay tuned for that. Weezy. <laughs> All right. Y'all know what time it is. Thank you for joining us for the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Be blessed. Be safe. God is love. Deuces. Look, it's chaos in these streets. So let's talk about it, please. Let's hold some conversation. You see where I'm coming from. Yes, it's so amazing. Go on here, get comfortable. You can grab a seat. Take a load off your feet. Yeah, welcome to the table. We don't 
this ain't no fable We just live our lives over here, we ain't no angels We just shine our light over here, we got the power uh, We just showing love over here Cause everybody needs some, yeah And we don't need a reason